T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One o'clock hour here on a Wednesday. It's Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Nick Schwert with you. Three and a half hours away from a bull game in Memphis. Are you wearing any KU gear today? Look alive, man. I don't know Come if it was your... Okay, it is. Come I, on, I got the big... I got the mean Jayhawk. I like the, the red So you got the smiling Jayhawk. Like, you're happy. Like, hey, we're yeah. happy to be here. We're I, happy to be in a bowl game. So happy. I'm like, we're here to <laughs> kick ass and take well, names. I hope, I hope that's what happens. It has been a while since anybody related to KU could talk about a bowl game. We know that. We recognize that. The last time was 08, the Insight Bowl. The Insight.com Bowl. They played Minnesota, if I remember right. And the Insight. Desmond Briscoe went off in that game. Pro- probably. Pro- probably. They're taking on Arkansas. Jayhawks are two and a half point underdogs. Uh, and, like, it's weird because it's bowl games. I think we all recognize uh, f- there's there's always a different approach for, for each school. Like, there's a lot of these bowl games, especially from a betting angle even, is where it's like, does that school want to be there? Does that game mean anything to that school? Yeah. I think the one thing for sure, because of how long it's been, like, if you're trying to pin like, who wants it more, like, there's no question in this game. Look at all the opt-outs for Arkansas uh, and the question marks with their coaching staff and everything like that, whereas KU, it's been so long, trying to get momentum, still heading into next season, like, if you're just determining, like, what does it mean if Kansas actually wins a bowl game? We'll talk about K-State later on in the week. They got a huge game against Alabama, which is a great opportunity for K-State in the Sugar Bowl. But for, like, for this weekend or for today and this afternoon against Memphis, yeah, that's absolutely absolutely a game that I want. As Carrington walked in, I don't know how his Missouri Tigers did in their bowl game. In fact, I still know that Eli Drinkwood still hasn't won a bowl game, and he's he's below 500. I do know that. Well, you yeah, know, I know he's below 500. He still can't win a bowl game. Uh-oh. He's in here. What's up, C-Don? How are you, man? Protect your garments. Hoodie on? Missouri hoodie on today? I'm going to get you some KU gear, man. You got to get CDOT. Anytime, I knew CDOT would come in studio at some point today. You got a show coming up at 2. Can't wait to listen. I don't have anybody to talk. Yeah. You get, yeah. Every Do I not every single time I point to the two <laughs> microphones and then look at Nick and Nick always gives me a thumbs They're up. They're on. And then you look at me like, oh, it's not on. I've done everything yeah. that I'm supposed I, to do yeah. to get the microphone You're on. You're good. We hear you. I That's don't a little, little tenny. Um, What's up, man? I don't have anybody to talk to. Rob's not here. That's right. I don't have any producer. It's just I'm in this room by myself for That's three hours. That's kind of boring. There's, the parking lot's empty. There's yeah, nobody, there's nobody here. here. I don't know what to do. I, I agree with your tweet, or not tweet. You put it on Instagram or whatever last year where you're like, this is like the one of the worst work weeks. I would argue middle of July might be worse. All-Star week might be worse. No, this is the worst. Why? This is there's the still worst. a lot of NFL It's because he gets lines. off at 6 o'clock. He gets off at six o'clock. We get out of here at he two. We talking about this. six, though. I know, but when you get off at six and you're the only person in the building and it's getting dark oh. out and the lights are off down the hall, is that it? Is that what you mean by it's the no, worst I week? Just, you know, it in July, 
You know, it's it's you're right. There's more going on now, but at least in July, you feel like some people want to be at work during that time. <laughs> Nobody wants to be yeah, at work right on, after the holiday on December 29th. Like no, think about it. The salespeople haven't sold anything in three weeks. <laughs> not a not not a, not a single thing has been sold. Oh, not a single thing. We're gonna has been have sold. to fact check that. Oh man, you haven't seen a single thing oh, sold. But don't you get to the point C-Dot in July? Said that, not me. Don't you I'm get to saying, the point? I haven't seen a single thing. I mean, I don't know how you can sell something you're not here. Have you seen a salesperson here? Oh man, we had to come do this on our C-Dot, show. They were they worked remote for for almost two years. I think they can they can make some sales without being in the building. Okay, but go well, ahead. Okay, go well, ahead. I don't know. I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen a single sale. <laughs> You're not wrong as far as the sales staff being in the building. I haven't seen a haven't single seen sale that. as if they're coming across his yeah. list. Carrington normally gets to cross off whenever a sale comes in. <laughs> as if he gets the master list sent to him. They should send it to me. I don't, uh, they should. I don't know why they're not sending it to me. Oh, uh, I do want to ask you this question because <laughs> literally in the time of me having nothing to do, I've been watching the, uh, the uh, Big East 30 for 30 to get ready for today's oh. show. Okay. You know I what I miss? You know when you know when college basketball was at its absolute peak. This is what this. I miss. I miss those 49-49 Yukon Syracuse games that would cut into KU Oklahoma State. Oh, KU fans Big would be Monday. so mad about missing the first three. You guys would miss the first three minutes of KU Oklahoma State. It's the worst. You were ready to cancel ESPN. Yeah, it was yes. a problem because like how do they not Still figure mad. how do they not figure this out? Like every Monday it would happen. Like every maybe start <laughs> schedule this tip time about five minutes. Like they hadn't later. considered they hadn't considered the games yeah. don't always last exactly two hours. I yeah the. Big East was great. I thought you were going to bring up the Big East tournament as well. Like in some of the, like there was, yeah, those junior high for me, at least with my age, like junior high, Big East tournament during the day. And you've got Syracuse. Yeah. Play, playing UConn. And of course there was like the six overtime game with Syracuse as well. Like, yeah, there's, there's those were the, those were the good days. We were, t- we were reminiscing earlier about East Bay and the catalog going away. Oh man. Yeah. That's rough. What a time. Man. It was. So you know, do you remember the first pair of shoes you bought off East Bay? I don't he can't hear me because he doesn't have headphones. Oh, he can't. I, I had not. Today. I, yeah, I, I just realized that, that he had. Yeah, yeah. Alex, he was asking. He was asking you. The you listeners heard. Talk less on the show. <laughs> the, the, uh, <laughs> the listen, he was asking you. Do you remember the first pair of shoes you bought on through the East Bay catalog? Do you remember the Iverson fours? Okay. I'll show you the mm. picture of them. They had the black and white pair. God, I love those shoes, man. Hey, Alex, will you tell Nick. will you tell Carrington <laughs> that Nick says uh, his first pair of shoes he bought on East Bay was the T Mac twos. T Mac twos for Nick, first ones. Oh, everybody had the T Macs or the Iversons growing up during our time. I just first. think it was great. Like the catalog, you it just had it had everything in it, and you were whenever the catalog came in, you were kind of excited, and you didn't care that it would take four weeks for sometimes the stuff to show up mm-hmm. by the time you mailed stuff in. So yeah, that was I'm sure you talked about that yesterday too. The East I just want to make this last point before I get out of here. You know, have <laughs> you uh, have you seen on Instagram? You know, when a girl's been single for like a really long time, right? And then she finally gets in a relationship, and she's like, man, my boyfriend's so nice. You know, he calls me. You know, I see him, you know, every day. And you're like, those are things that you're supposed to do when you're in a relationship. I kind of feel like that's how KU fans are with this. I've never seen a team so happy to go to Memphis in December the way you guys sent 30,000 people <laughs> to the 6-6 yeah. six and six bowl yeah, game. Man. You, got, you know what you're Dude, supposed been to do if you're a Power 5 team? You're supposed to go to bowl games. You're supposed to be playing games in December. I'm happy that you guys are so happy. 
Well, yeah, th- this is the first one since 08. In three years from now, if they're fortunate to go to three straight bowl games, yeah, they're not going to get 30,000 people making the trip to the Liberty Bowl in three years. Yeah, I, hope, guys- I hope we get to that point where fans don't want to go to the six and six bowl game. You, I, I mean, coming from Missouri guy over here, you got, you know, Lance Leipold might get a bowl win at Kansas before your guy Eli Drinkwitz. That can happen by 4.30 this afternoon. First off, Eli Drinkwitz is not my guy. He's your head coach. No, he he's your head coach. He might be the head coach he's of the team head that He's your head coach. For. Below 500 head coach that thinks he's a top-tier SEC coach by now. I've no told bowl you my, game wins. Losing a Wake issues. Forest. Could have played KU right now. This afternoon, we could be this could be a fun show. We could have we get a crossover. It could have been Border Wars show all day long. There wouldn't have been a fun show because I would be in Memphis, Tennessee right we'll now. We'll be doing a show on the road then. No, because I'd be drunk right now. That's what I'd be. I, I, I'm a little bummed that we didn't go, but Wednesday at 4.30. I'd be drunk, like, ready to boo Jalen Daniels is what I would be. <laughs> Man, I was so happy. I'm <laughs> telling you, when I went to that KUMU, I was so happy to boo Grady Dick. I was so happy to boo Jalen Wilson. They got you quiet and then quick. I realized, <laughs> quick. In about, I realized in about two and a half minutes, it's about to be a long day for the Missouri Tigers. You and I have yeah. seen enough college basketball. <laughs> I don't got to see a whole lot of possessions to realize Yo, this one team's better than this other team. You know what I mean? Like, I, I realized that pretty it was, early. It was quick. And then that last 25 minutes of just watching Kansas do anything that they wanted to do offensively. I've never had so little fun watching basketball. A day that it started so great. You know, we're going all the Columbia stops. People are friendly. People recognize me. We're taking pictures. CJ's. It was a great time. I did actually go to CJ's okay. when I was Been there. Been there one time. Had Been a great time. time when I was there. Texan says Lance Leipold's leaving Kansas as soon as they win seven games in a year. Oh, so you think after they win today, he's leaving then? Because they're going to get their seventh win yeah. this afternoon. Okay. Thanks for 40 the text. Burger. Thanks for when, the text. When, when are you going to realize that the text line is not keen on facts and information? I think the text line's always right, just except for that text. <laughs> I think the exact opposite. I think the text <laughs> line is normally always wrong. I don't think the text line knows anything. Oh, man. Someone does say it real quick. They said your Missouri Tigers in basketball should be ranked. They think now after the Illinois one. Oh. That was a nice win. You I don't what? think they should be you ranked, but that was a nice win. I'm not worried about that. No? Tonight they play Kentucky. If they beat oh, Kentucky. Oh, yeah, this is right. This was the, the event that was impossible. Oh, to, that, oh. better, that place better be rocking. It's sold it out. better be the smoothest. It's so, it's that sold can, out. better be no lines of the concessions. That better be most secure basketball game. I was told they couldn't put on multiple events in the same day. Never I, been they, done before. They better have huge ratings on television tonight. The radio broadcast better be great tonight. Everything oh, better be know, smooth. I know Mike Kelly's going to bring his It better game. be. I'm Bang! sure he will. I'm sure you Mike Kelly know will Mike be Kelly's great. Mike Kelly's bringing his I'm just saying that better be a flawless. They better not have any lights flickering during the game or anything. That better be a smooth operation tonight because I was told they couldn't do a bowl game and a basketball game in the same day. I told it wasn't possible. Do you guys think you'll have more boosters at the game or porta potties? Because I know you saw I the saw picture. I saw the line of porta potties. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that was insane. If we don't know what I've never seen more porta potties so, in my entire life. Someone tweeted out a I photo. I thought it was Coachella. I didn't was know what was Harold going Kuntz. on. Harold, was it Harold Coons? Okay. Harold tweeted out this photo of, I mean, <laughs> as many porta potties I've seen in a long time. Yeah, like I've I, never seen that many porta potties in my entire awfully, life. Awfully, awfully crazy. Hey, did you guys yeah. see the breaking news? What's the breaking news? The Raiders have benched. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Okay. Well, you, we, when we were talking about Derek Carr earlier, here's I thought why. This was coming. Yeah, I thought $40 this was million. Coming. They don't want him to get hurt. They can cut him three days after the Super Bowl, save no, 40 not, or trade him. There's I think not they're no, going to trade or, him. There's not no or cut him. When you make yeah. this decision, 
you have made the decision to cut Derek Carr. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? You I think made it's the, the correct one. It's on. time. It is time to move on. I, you can do worse. Like they could be way worse at quarterback than what they are. But it is time. To, they're going to have the top ten pick. Why is Derek Carr the one that has to answer for this and not that Charlotte's and Josh McDaniel? Josh McDaniel has done nothing to prove that he is a good NFL be, coach. Because, and I'm with you on McDaniel's. But we we saw the story uh, three weeks ago where it's like financially they don't have the cash flow to move on from McDaniel. So. They're going to keep him. What's the, the same reason why Nathaniel ha- the same reason like Nathaniel Hackett is gone, not Russ, because they can't get out of the Russell Wilson contract. If 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 they could get out of the Russell Wilson contract, he'd be cut tomorrow as well. You know, it's just, I, I think it's this is the guy that they can save money on. They they don't want to pay forty million dollars to a quarterback next year that in their mind isn't good enough, even though it's not his fault. I think the Jets would love to have Derek Carr. He'd he they go the Jets fans would be happy. They go to a playoff game, they might win a game, and that's all they get out of Derek Carr. But they'd be thrilled. We already know where Derek Carr is going. The Indianapolis Colts. The Col- the Colts yeah. love Chris, a, a, a second chance QB. Is, if I mean if Chris Ballard does it a fourth time with an old quarterback, I mean at some point I like Chris Ballard. Everybody thinks he's a great. Uh, talent evaluator, but if you, done, four, done, if you do it a fourth, time, like if you do it a fourth time, if you do it a fourth time where you go between Philip Rivers and Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan, like, and then you go to Derek Carr, like, come on, man. I don't know. Everybody loves Chris Ballard. Has, has, I know. Has I know. Chris Ballard done something that he should receive this level of love? I think he I don't. gets, he gets, a, you know, the, the Andrew Luck situation is giving him a pass for a long, long time. So you get a pass for an entire presidential cycle? I'm just telling cycle? you, that's what's happening. Don't okay. you think that's what's going know. on? I don't know. I don't know. It's, 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 confused. it's confusing to me who gets grace in the NFL and who doesn't get grace in the NFL, you I know? know? I know. Has I, Chris Ballard drafted a player that you're like, oh, wow, this was a diamond in the rough? I'm trying to think who was there before. Does he have that guy? I'm trying to think. Like, did he, he didn't oh, draft wow. Leonard, He's did he? An expert he? Did he draft Leonard? He was already evaluator. there. No. Leonard was already there. Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman. Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman. Yeah. Those would be the two. Yeah, I mean, because... You know what? Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin was this just no-name running back that nobody had ever seen before. You really scouted and evaluated him, you know? I mean, he could have drafted somebody else from <laughs> LSU. He didn't. See, that. thanks for coming. I didn't expect to see you. I'm going to talk man? to you, you know? You know what? We talked about your, your thought on Brandon Staley yesterday. Uh, the Chargers are not firing Brandon Staley. Why would they not fire Brandon Staley? By the way, he did draft Shaquille Leonard. Oh, he did. Oh, that's right. He changed his name. Excuse me. I called him Darius. Yes, Shaquille Leonard. Yeah. It's the same uh, person. It is, it is the same person. It's like, uh, it's, it's, it's yeah, like Puff so, Daddy and P. Diddy. Uh, true. Yeah, he's going to win 11 games probably. Brandon Staley is. And Do you think Deshaun, Deshaun Payton's an upgrade? Potentially. Yeah, no, yes or no? We, so do you think he's an upgrade? Don't give me a potentially. Okay, I'll say yes, but we were, we were saying, Carrington, we can do this with 20 other teams in the league. Do you think Sean McDermott? From Sean, you think Sean Payne's an upgrade from from Sean McDermott in Buffalo? I don't think so. I think you don't. I, I think, think so. it's a, I think it's a wash. I think it's a. So why is it a? Why is the wash there? Why Brandon, is it? A, why is it a wash? It's year two for Brandon Staley. J.C. Jackson's been hurt all year. Joey Bosa hurt all year. Keenan Allen hurt all year. Mike Williams hurt all year. He's going to win eleven games. That's a pretty damn good year, in a division with Patrick Mahomes. Now, in two years, if we're having a conversation and he's still winning ten and twelve games, not winning divisions, losing in the wild card round, which is likely what's going to happen. Yeah, well, then, then of course, then that's a fair conversation. But I don't, I don't get the notion of a guy in his second year winning eleven games. When we want to can the guy. I, it doesn't make any sense. You and I. This happens at quarterback all the time, and nobody bats their eyes right. about it. Right now, Daniel Jones could yeah. win. Daniel Jones could win double digit games and Agreed. get replaced. Yes, Tua could win double digit games. Wow, his and get is replaced. even more complicated. I know, but a yeah. little different situation. Yeah. 
I, I don't disagree on Jones. He, Jones Brandon has been there Staley, for four years. This will be year four for Daniel Jones. And quarterbacks are just different than coaches. It, but it shouldn't have to be, though. Everybody should be evaluated. The exact, Brandon Staley has done nothing in the National Football League that would show you that he is a great coach. Look at their wins this year. Should the, should Cincinnati fire Zach Taylor for sure? I don't, think, I, I don't know if Sean Payton's a better coach than Zach Taylor is. I don't know if he's better. How are you? How are you not? How do you know for sure on Staley, who's not an offensive mind, by the way? It's it's not it's not his offense. How how do you know for sure Sean Payne's better than Zach Taylor though, or not better than Zach Taylor? But you know he's better than Brandon Staley because I've seen constant improvement from Zach Taylor over the course of the last couple. You saw years one playoff run. So if, if the- Brandon Staley and the Chargers, I don't think this is going to happen either. Let me be clear: if they win three games and go to the Super Bowl and lose. He's done what Zach Taylor's done, and then we're, we're good on Brandon Staley. Well, yeah, I mean, in your hypothetical, you have the Chargers winning three consecutive I'm just saying, football games. If I would have done the same thing. they haven't with, done since Lance I, Allworth was I, on the team. I agree. So, yeah, in, in your scenario, if the Chargers yeah. go to the Super Bowl, I will change my opinion. I, okay. The Chargers haven't beat one good football team all season. Fa- facts. No question. But we could have had December 28th of 2021, last year, this exact conversation about Zach Taylor. And look where we're at now. Yeah, and they won their division last year. What is? Tell me one thing. So that's that the difference. Staley, if, if Brandon Staley would have yeah, won the division, though, you would be cool. Well, that's in your situation. That's having more success. So yeah, if Brandon, if that's really Staley, the play. But but if Zach Taylor won the AFC North last year, if they would have been out in the first round of the postseason, you would not have. Thought, you would have not have answered the question the same way. That you, ju- that you would think Sean Payton. Yeah, but right now we're changing all of these different scenarios. Well, no, of, it's just that I just think it's what you're. It's too early to determine. And what's happened. It's Instead too early to determine on Brandon Staley, We've though. seen Brandon Staley for two years. Have you seen something from Brandon Staley that would lead you to believe that he can close the gap between him and Andy Reid? That's not, what I'm talking about. I'm not about. changing the parameters, though, man, because, again, at this point last year, Zach Taylor was in year two. Was he not? And we got to see what Zach Taylor So did. let's see what well, happens for Brandon. You're already wanting to fire the guy for Sean Payton. Let, based on this exact parameters, though, all it takes is Zach Taylor or well, I, Brandon again, Staley to win three games again, in the postseason. I also want to point out that at the end of week 17, we had seen Zach Taylor win his division. So he has already done more in two years. But how, not ma- the Super Bowl. how many games did Zach Taylor win last year, though? 11 to win the they division. 11, it would have taken 14 wins for Brandon Staley to win the AFC West this year. Most likely, maybe 13 if the Chiefs slip up. So I guess my point is I like mean, they they're going to win the, they're just... going to win the same amount of games in year 2 as each other. And and, and he's going to deal with Patrick Mahomes in his division. Not a Baltimore team that didn't have Lamar Jackson for much of last season as well in winning that division. Not an old Ben Roethlisberger. I just I don't think they're in much different spots than they were a year ago. That's all. Would you be more worried in the division if the Chargers had uh, Sean Taylor as their, or Sean Payton as their head coach? Would I be more worried? Yeah, just yeah. I mean, I would. Say, I think their issue they need a new offensive coordinator. Perhaps you know who would be a great offensive coordinator? Sean Payton. You know who uh, his offensive coordinator is before in New Orleans for Sean Payton? I'm assuming Brandon Staley. No, because he's a defensive minded guy. But Lombardi, who's the oh yeah, you're right. It's the same. Like that's the only thing. It's like I, we're assuming that Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton's getting a little too much love. Here because he's just he's the, it's, this happens every Ray cycle. Staley was the Rams defensive coordinator. You're right. No, but I just mean like Sean Payne in general. How I think he just he's getting too much love for for a guy that we all thought just a year ago underachieved so much with Drew Brees, and now we think he's the savior for the Chargers. I think he's the best coaching candidate available since, since since Andy Reid. Since Andy. Since Andy Reid. Okay. I think since Andy Reid left Philly, I think this is the best head coaching candidate that's been available. If he's available, you see the Mike Florio thing. Says they could go back to the Saints. Which oh, there's a new one. I haven't seen that article. Florio said that perhaps he could go back to the Saints and get Tom Brady to join him in New Orleans. Why would he go back to New Orleans? 
why would Tom Brady then go to New Orleans? Yeah, like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that's what Tom Brady is doing. I'm with you. Good to talk to you, C-Dot. All right, man, I appreciate fun. you guys. You got a show to do it, too. There you go, Nick. We got that squared away. We talked about it. What do you mean, there couple, you go? We, got it, we oh. talked about it a couple times. As we were gonna, we, he, Carrington was good. He didn't want us to talk about Kent. You and I were going to have a nice, upbeat conversation about you KU. You think that's why he sprinted and in he, there? And he sprinted in here. Because he came in here first, and then he heard we were talking about KU, and then it... Whoosh. It's true. You want to talk about KU or not? I feel like we kind of hashed it out. We did? Okay. Well, I mean, I do think KU could win. Are you going to be win. all right, though? You going to be okay? Because I'm, I'm, okay, yeah. I'm a little concerned about you. What do you why? I, you know, you you've been ta- the way you've been talking about this game, it sounds as if you've got a lot on the line. You and I both have bets, but if if KU loses, it sounds like you we might actually have to have a new producer. Well, future. it's not just that. I didn't put all my eggs into one basket. You've taught me a lot about that, you know, about diversifying your bets. Don't just all put it in on one thing. So I do I do really need Kansas to win. Um, but I also need them to score more than let's just say 33 and a half points. Okay. <laughs> okay, and we know we're pretty certain that they're not going to land right on that number. So I need them to go over that. And uh, we also would like for them to be losing by, let's say, less than <laughs> a point and a half okay. at halftime. Okay. So if all three of those things happen, I'm going to be a really, really happy man. And then if Jalen Daniels wants to throw, I don't know, one touchdown in each half, it'd be great as well. Now, if none of those things happen, Alex, uh-huh. there is a chance. How much money are you going to lose? What's the most money that you've ever heard of? <laughs> the most money that I've ever heard yeah, of? Yeah, double it. That's how much. Millions. More than I have. How about that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I went I went for the I went through the bookies on this one. No, I saw you make the bet, man. No, no, I went I and then I doubled I saw you and make the bet. My my bets for the game are KU money line plus one fifteen just to win outright. Uh Lucas Grimm to get a touchdown, receiving touchdown. It's like plus two something. And then for the Jayhawks to be up at halftime and win the game. So it's called a double result. We have bet. a lot of the same bets. Okay. So, yeah, I took KU Moneyline. I, forget the spread. I I'm want you, you to unleash your fury onto the <laughs> sports books on the KU Moneyline. The KU is playing motivated. They got all the fans there. Arkansas is the exact – like, these are two polar opposite teams in terms of, like, where they're at at the end of the season. Like, Arkansas has got a bunch of guys sitting out the game. Um, I heard earlier today their defensive coordinator – uh, isn't even with the team anymore. Right, right. So like they're, they're, they've lost. They're going to have I, somebody bunch, else. A said, bunch of players on defense that have never played before. That have never started. <laughs> yeah. Like have never started a game going up against one of the most high-powered offenses. Now, KU's defense is pretty bad as well. So I think yes, this is going to be yes. a very high-scoring. The total's game. gone up since we started the show. It was sixty-nine and a half. It's now up to seventy. So it's up a half a point. Yeah. So it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be. I think a high-scoring game. But I just. I, I feel like the Kansas offense, especially now Jalen Daniels, who even when he came back from the shoulder injury, was not at 100%. He's had basically a month True. to sit out and get healthy. I think we're going to see more of the Jalen Daniels we saw at the beginning of the season. And I hope, and I hope for my own sake and my own safety that, uh, that we do see that from I hope Jalen so as Daniels. Well. I hope we're all happy a little bit later on uh, this afternoon. Coming up next, we'll get to what's trending, the news out of Las Vegas. Derek Carr benched for the final two games of the season. What does that mean? And our conversation with former Broncos safety Nick Ferguson here on Cody and Gold. 
is Cody and Gold. Brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload of football <laughs> tweets. First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending news from Adam Schefter in the last 15 minutes or so that the Raiders are benching starting quarterback Derek Carr for the remaining two games of the season. One of those, of course, will be week 18 when the Chiefs head out to Las Vegas. It'll be Jared Siddham, the new starting quarterback. Derek Carr, 14 picks this year. That leads the league. He had three on Saturday and their loss to the Steelers. Really, the story with this one is something that you and I, Nick, had touched on throughout the show today is the long-term ramifications with the contract that they have. They can cut him after the Super Bowl and save $40 million. They could also trade him. This ensures he's going to stay healthy and be healthy for them to make those decisions. I think this pretty much tells you Derek Carr is done in Las Vegas, and they will move a different direction. What direction do they move? You and I were talking during the break a little bit. They have a top-10 pick right now. If they lose the next two games, there's a chance they can move up to the sixth overall pick in the draft. Do you go and sign a veteran for a one-year deal like Jimmy Garoppolo while you draft Levis or Bryce or uh, CJ Stroud, whoever? Do you go with Jared Siddham for next season and groom somebody else? They're going to keep Josh McDaniels, which is a mistake, but they're going to keep him. Now, this is actually perfect. This you is think? the best possible scenario because, remember, Jared Stidham was with Josh McDaniels. He was drafted right. by the New England Patriots. Yep. You think it's a coincidence that he wound up in Vegas with Josh not. McDaniels? So... Imagine this, for instance, that Josh McDaniels is convinced that Jared Stidham is good. If Josh McDaniels gets to keep being the coach, and if there's even a 1% chance that the Raiders enter next season with Jared Stidham as the starting quarterback, it's the best possible news for the Chiefs in the AFC West. Yeah, I mean, either way, just the, the dysfunction of both the Broncos and the Raiders right now is incredible. I mean, this Mahomes and Andy Reid are the biggest reason for the seventh straight But let's be honest, if this becomes 10 or 11 straight, it's also a credit to the crappiness of the Broncos and the Raiders and then the Chargers just being injury prone left and right every single season. I mean, it's incredible. But Derek Carr being benched the final two games is is certainly significant and has major ramifications for, you know, teams like the Jets this offseason who could sign Carr or others. Next up on What's Trending, we are officially two hours and 58 minutes away from one of, some people are calling, the biggest bowl games of the entire college football bowl schedule. That is the Liberty Bowl (laughs) down in Memphis. Just happens to be featuring Kansas and Arkansas, 430 kickoff. I've seen a lot of pictures, a lot of videos from people down in Memphis. Seems like a large KU contingent has made their way down there, even despite all the traveling issues. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, look, it's been since 2008, so I think everybody expected a good showing, and, and now you try to cap it off with a win. They're two-and-a-half-point dogs against Arkansas, uh, but, but cool. It's nice to nice to have a, a bowl game with your team in it for the first time since you and I were in high school. My goodness, it's been way, way too long. Next up on What's Trending, it's now official. A report last week had the Royals signing pitcher Jordan Lyles. Now the Royals made it official themselves. Jordan Lyles, two-year contract. The reported figure last week was two years, 18 million dollars so with that corresponding move happened ryan o'hearn dfa mm. bro hearn gone at this point sad. way too many people were happy. way tough. too many people were happy about this on twitter today 
Way yeah, too many people. Yeah, it's kind of sad to just see Way everyone. Way too like, many people. Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, Ryan O'Hearn DFA'd by the Royals organization today. All right, and lastly on what's trending, Carson Wentz will be the commander's starting quarterback this Sunday against Cleveland. He did come in last week's game against San Francisco. The loss, 37-20. to But Wentz has not started a game since week six. This is my favorite trend in the NFL. This guy's our starter. Now let's try another guy for three months. Oh, that's not working. Let's go back to the guy that we benched. Remember, because wow. he sucked so much. So, like, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and throw him back out there as the Commanders are trying to make a playoff push. So, so yeah, the Commanders are currently occupying the final spot of the postseason. They got two games to go. That tie is actually saving them right now. The fact that they tied and didn't lose a game. But you're right. I mean, October 6th was the last time Wentz started. He broke a bone in his hand. He played. He played the entire and, game. And broke so, a bone in yeah, his hand. Yeah, broke his bone in his hand. So that put him on IR. And then they kept winning with Heineke. It's not like Heineke played great, but. They're winning games. You're not going to bench a guy if they're winning. So you stuck with him. And so you stuck with him. And now that you lost and now that the offense is struggling, you can easily go back to Wentz. Let's not forget Ron Rivera, the head coach. He wanted Carson Wentz. They, he's why they traded for him. Not surprised they went back to him. The ceiling is certainly higher offensively with Carson Wentz. There's no disputing that. But we'll, we'll see if they can actually win some I, games I, with I him. Think, um, I think there is some disputing that. I think the ceiling offensively, but, offensive production. But the ceiling is, is like an inch off the ground either way. The, the, sure, but... The offensive potential is greater with Wentz versus Heineke. Let's let's remember, go back to October. Offensive line injuries across the board for Washington. Heineke more mobile versus Carson Wentz, who's more of a statue. That wasn't a good fit, good combo. Now the O-line's healthy. I think Carson Wentz, you'll see some throws that Heineke wasn't able to make. And you're going to see some throws to the opposing team. I understand that, Nick. Several of them. I, I, I get that. I'm not telling you that they're going to start going on a four-win run through the postseason, but... Uh, I do think offensively the ceiling is higher with Wentz versus Heineke. That's all. That's what's trending here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Nick Schwert with you. Uh, we did have a chance to talk with Nick Ferguson, former Broncos safety, a little bit earlier on about the mess out in Denver. Of course, Nathaniel Hackett fired. Uh, what does it mean for Russell Wilson? And is he fixable? And uh, what the last 24 hours have been like there in Denver? Yeah, no one was uh, actually surprised uh, about his firing, but uh, they expedited the situation based on what we all witnessed on Christmas. It was bad enough to drubbing the 51 to 14, and then just kind of the, the minor altercations on the sideline, Don Reisner and backup quarterback Brett Rippon, and then the situation with uh, Randy Gregory. And if I'm Greg Penner, uh, I mean, I was really upset. I was embarrassed. And he said that uh, during the press conference uh, yesterday when he looked at the overall outcome of the season, but more importantly, that game itself, could you imagine, you know, holiday, it's Christmas, you're sitting in the box with Stan Kroenke and you're looking at SoFi Stadium and how great that stadium looks, and then he looks at you and like, hey, what's going on with your team? That doesn't look like a professional team in my eyes. And, oh, by the way, I know our team is 4-10, and 10, but I have a better 4-10 and 10 team than you do. So that only, you know, forced management to just kind of go out and make this decision earlier than they wanted to or where they were going to. But also, I mean, there were some other things that happened as well. Offensive line coach Butch Berry, he, get, he, was, he received his walking papers. Dwayne Stoops, the special teams coach, they, they fired him as well. And then uh, they also let go a couple of players. Michael Jamudi, who was drafted in the third round from Iowa by Vic Fangio, and David Zigbo, who was on the practice squad as a running back. So they're just trying to go ahead and send a clear message that, what we saw on Sunday will not be tolerated. Now, how much of this entire season was on Hackett? 
how much is Russ, how much is it is the front office and how they assemble this team? Because I still think the biggest problem is right there, and, it, and it's Russell Wilson. How do you see it? Well, for me, uh, it, it's a 60-40 split. Uh, this is a situation where everyone is involved with what's happening this season. And I know we look at the quarterback and say, okay, well, we're going to give him all the responsibility, right? Because if the team doesn't do well, it's all his fault. I don't look at it that way. Russ has his, uh, his issues. But for me, from a personnel standpoint, the offensive line was never what uh, we expected it to be. And I thought it was going to be a better offensive line with the addition of Tom Compton and Billy Turner to go with uh, a lot of the guys that the Broncos were bringing back on the offensive line. But it just didn't seem to be that way. Let me give you a, a two-game sample of uh, what it's like to be a quarterback for the Denver Broncos. With Russell Wilson in two games that he played, he's been hit 22 times and he's been sacked 12. Now, I know you guys have the marvelous Patrick Mahomes over there in Kansas <laughs> City, and I don't believe that he has been hit or sacked that many times. So that, and for me, that becomes a major problem because your job as a quarterback is that you have to believe in an offensive line. You have to trust in him. And I've heard uh, countless uh, quarterback whispers or national court analysts on uh, these, these shows or former quarterbacks point out where Russell should have found the open receiver. But I, always, I go back to that same tape and I say, well, how could you find an open receiver with someone in your face? That's hard to do in this league for any quarterback. And then when you can't really run the ball effectively, that in two uh, entails, you know, what's happening offensively. And I never really thought the system uh, fit the skill set of Russell. So it's a combination of a lot of things. And the, the word, yes, we heard George Faden talk about it yesterday, and he was asked about fixing Russ. To me, I don't think it's the, the idea of fixing Russ because when you say, hey, you need to fix something, you're implying that it's broken. Russ hasn't forgotten how to play the quarterback position. but So I will, you know, in, inject another word. How do you get the best out of your quarterback? How do you get the best out of your offensive line? That starts with coaching and making some personnel changes. And when it comes to uh, trying to figure out who the next head coach is going to be, it's not about the head coach. It's about the offensive coordinator. That's the most important guy. Nick, what what is the I guess the best of Russ though at this point? Do you think still in in his career? I agree with you. Obviously, he's he's played the game at a very high level throughout ninety five percent of his career, except for for this year and then maybe a little bit last year. Well, what what's the best look like? Can he be you know can he be top fifteen again? Is that is that all you're asking for almost at this point? I know that the, the the financials are a big problem there where you where you look at Denver and they're kind of stuck here for a couple of years. They're like this has to work. Well, yeah, I mean, because they gave him an extension, it has to work. You are now married to him hip to hip. So the idea is, like, you go out and try to do what's in the best interest of your quarterback. So you have to go out and fix the offensive line. And knowing as though the Broncos, they have a first-round draft pick, but if the 49ers continue to play well, that that pick continues to fall. But now you need to go out and you need to try to go get some veteran guys, bring some guys in here with, with a little attitude because that's the thing that's been missing around here is guys with that tough man attitude. I'm going to smack you in your face type of thing. Now, I'm not advocating for fisticuffs, but I'm just saying just the mentality that you need for the protection of Russell Wilson. And, yes, there is still the best that you can get out of Russell Wilson because, once again, I don't feel as though – you just forget how to play the quarterback position in one year. 
leaving one team in Seattle coming in Denver. It's about that offensive scheme catering to that quarterback skill set. And once again, I never really thought that Hackett did a great job because he wasn't running the basic staples of the offense that he was uh, deploying. I mean, if you're going to run uh, Mike LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan type offense, you got to run an outside zone. I'm not seeing, seeing that. And if you're going to run the gap scheme where you, you, you're running what we call duo, where you have alignment, you know, maybe double team a nose guard and climb up to that second level to a linebacker, I'm not even seeing that. I'm not even seeing the basic route concepts that I practiced against when I was a member of the Denver Broncos and Mike Shanahan was the head coach. And when you think about what made Russ so great in Seattle, it was moving the pocket for him. I'm not even seeing them pull a guard and get Russell outside the pocket. So the scheme never really fit the quarterback. It's almost like, like, tell me this, Alex, what size foot do you have? What size is your foot? 11 and a half. That's like you trying to put your foot in a nine and a half. It doesn't work, right? That's what it was. And it doesn't work. So we need to bring in a quarterback. Well, excuse me, not a quarterback coach and offensive coordinator that can really get the best out of Russ, not fix Russ, but get the best out of him. And if you want to know a guy who I think can do that, that would be Brian Schottenheimer, who's on the Dallas Cowboys staff as a system or data analysis, whatever that's called. But uh, (laughs) that would be the guy that uh, can definitely get the best out of Russ. We're talking to Nick Ferguson, former Broncos safety. You kind of hit on it there at the very end. I was going to ask you, like, how attractive – of a job is this in terms of the candidates we know Sean Payton's name gets mentioned is going to be mentioned with every opening if I'm Sean Payton I I don't know why I would want the Denver job maybe you feel differently but I look at the division I look at the quarterback uh you and I maybe just disagree on like how much level up there could still be for for Russ uh and knowing that the current draft capital that, that the Broncos have or don't have who who is realistic there you, you mentioned Brian Schottenheimer Dan Quinn I think interviewed the last time for the job uh who, who's kind of on the wish list there in Denver For the obvious reasons, you know, Sean Payton. I just look at what Sean Payton was able to do in New Orleans with that offense, Uh, Marcus Colston uh, when he was playing, and more importantly, Drew Brees. Drew Brees was a vertically challenged uh, quarterback, but he was able to get the best out of him. He could possibly do the same thing with Russell. Now, I don't think, as obvious as that may seem, I don't think that's going to be the direction because Sean is not going to want to come here because looking at you know, the long ties that the organization has to Russell Wilson. Now, the guy that makes the most sense to me would be Dan Quinn. You interviewed him last year. I was, I was kind of rooting for him to be the head coach last year. We've seen what he was able to do or has been able to do in Dallas. We, we've seen what he do when he was uh, head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. And, oh, by the way, he had an offensive coordinator in Kyle Shanahan that ran an offense that, that Daniel Hackett was trying to uh, employ. But, that relationship between Dan Quinn and Brian Schottenheimer, I mean, it goes back to Seattle. Now they're working together again and with the Dallas Cowboys. And Greg Penner said it himself, the next head coach that comes in is not reporting to George Payton, the GM. He's reporting directly to Greg Penner. But there has to be a working relationship between the GM and the head coach. And George Payton and Dan Quinn – they have history. They go back to their days with the Miami Dolphins. So, to me, if you want to say, well, what's the best uh, situation for Russ and the organization and the ownership and the GM, it is by far Dan Quinn. Because, once again, it is not fixing Russ. 
It is finding ways to get the best out of Russ, and those two guys collectively, I believe, can do it. Nick, I can't remember if you had had a head coaching change at all when, when you were playing with, with the Broncos, but when a coach gets fired days before a game in this situation where the Broncos are about ready to come to Kansas City on Sunday, what, what does that do? I think there's a mindset from some fans and people have been asking even on our text line here, do we think the Broncos are going to be more up for the game now? Are they going to be ready to just pack it in? What does that do, do you believe, for the Broncos even on Sunday? Well, when you get over it first, I don't want to say the initial shock, but the disappointment of it because you're thinking about another coach is fired, you on this roster, you had something to do with it. But also, here's the upside. Now you're a little upset, right? Your coach is now fired. No one's expecting anything out of you. And we've seen teams perform well when the head coach is out. Think about when Jeff Sarity took over, his first game uh, taking over for the Indianapolis Colts. They played well. They played inspired football because they knew that, hey, our backs were against the wall. We have guys who are unrestricted free agents who are playing for jobs next year, either with this team or another team. And usually in that case, sometimes you get the best out of that team. So if the fans in Kansas City thinking there's a possibility that you're going to get a team that's feeling bad about themselves and licking their wounds, no. I mean, it's almost like a possum. You back back in a possum into a corner. That possum is going to show his teeth and it's going to show his claws because it only has one way out, and that's through you. So now the Broncos players are going to be thinking about that. They're going to think about the second half of the game they played here in the power field against Kansas City. And they said, well, we played great defense and we played great offense in that second half. If we can start out playing that same way and continue it for 60 minutes, we finally get our first win against our division opponents that's beaten us 14 straight times. So I wouldn't sleep on the Broncos thinking that you're going to get a lame duck coming in there. You're probably going to get a team that's eager to fight because they're trying to protect their job. Nick Ferguson, former Broncos, former Broncos safety. Great to talk to you, man. Uh, enjoy the texting back and forth. I know we, we were talking about the, the Chiefs heading into the postseason. So we'll, we'll check in maybe to see how you're feeling about them in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll definitely do that, man. You guys enjoy the new year. That was our earlier conversation with former Broncos safety Nick Ferguson. Textline really enjoyed the fact that he didn't just give us an analogy. He had us participate in the analogy as well about the the, the shoe size as well. So uh, Nick's a good guy. We've had him on the show a couple times. Interesting, though, like I do disagree. You heard me follow up with him. I, the, I, like, the notion that Russell Wilson doesn't need to be fixed, I I get, I get what he's saying, but I, I think he needs to be fixed. I don't think this – Nathaniel Hackett is a huge chunk of the blame, um, but I, I really do think it wasn't just scheme, right? Like, Russell Wilson, yeah, the offensive line, it's a struggle. But maybe Russell Wilson, Nick, isn't as mobile as he was four years ago. A huge part of Russell Wilson's game was him running a little bit. Maybe that, that's not part of his game anymore. Okay, so the coach needs to adjust, sure. But is that also what made him so effective? I would argue it, that was part of his, his his reason for being as good as he was. And so if that's not there anymore, what limitations are there? I, He's 34, yeah. It's, you know, like I, I think he – the hope is you can get him to where he's in that 15 to 20 range if you're being realistic. I don't. He's not going to be a top 10 quarterback ever again. Ever again. That's not happening. Well, it, what's so funny is that Russ wanted out because of Seattle because they wouldn't, you know, let him run the offense that he wanted to run. and cook. Wouldn't let him cook. They wanted to run the ball. Like, Pete Carroll wanted to, to run the ball and have a great defense, right? That's kind of been the MO. And Russ is like, what about me? Like, look at me. I'm one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. And so you go and hire Shane Waldron, who was, mm-hmm. you know, running Sean McVay's offense. And 
Russ had the the injury last year. We broke finger, but even before that, his play was declining. Like his play has been steadily declining for about three or four years now, and it was declining from like at the, at his peak about four years ago. At times, looked like a top three, like in the mix for being the best quarterback in the NFL. But that was four years ago, and he's yeah. steadily gotten worse each year to this year, where it feels like like can it can it possibly get worse? Yeah, you got. We had a conversation like in week five. I think you and Cody were like, "Hey." can he still be a Hall of Famer? And at the time, I was like, yeah, he can still be. Not when he had a full season like that. I, th- I, I, thought, in, yeah. I thought in week four that, oh, he's not going to be this bad all year. I was like, he'll at least level out. He never did. It got worse and worse. And he cannot, to me, make the Hall of Fame if he has anywhere near this season again. Yeah, because that's the problem. It's, just, it's the problem. It's not just that like he was playing at a very high level and then all of a sudden no. fell off a cliff this year. It has been steadily getting worse. So that's that's the issue is that it, it, he did, he doesn't have the sample size of 12 years of elite play. It's like he's got about six or seven of really high-level play. He's got the Super Bowl ring. Yeah. And then just you're going to look back on it. If he plays for six more years – if he plays for four more years, two more years, you're going to look back and say, well, the last four or five was, was pretty ugly. And usually those sorts of careers don't get jackets. Yeah, as far as Sunday's game, we asked Nick there, uh, Nick Ferguson, about like, what, it, what it does for a locker when your coach is fired. And I, I, don't, I don't think the Broncos will just roll over and, and, and die either on Sunday. But if we're going to talk about the second half and how that's motivation for the Broncos, the second half of the first meeting, isn't that motivation for Kansas City? You know what I mean? Like, to me, after after all the discussion, the Chiefs had the 27-0 lead. They let it get tight. They were very fortunate to win in Denver at the end of the game. Um, the way that went down, like, to me, isn't that motivation for Kansas City? Like, to me, that's that's actually what also gives me confidence. It's not so much that I think the Broncos, without without their head coach, are going to be a pushover. I think the Chiefs recognize that they are – up 27 nothing, and they allowed Denver to make that thing interesting late, and they had Mahomes had three picks in that game. All of that, to me, is motivation for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs on Sunday. So I, I, if we're going to play the game of, well, the Broncos can look at what their offense did and defense did in the second half against Kansas City, and that's that's why they're feeling good heading into this game. Like, I think the Chiefs can also look at, well, we, we dominated that team and we let them back in it. Yeah, I don't think the Chiefs care about this opponent. I think they yeah. just care that, like, hey, we still have Get a shot the at the win one and seed. move on. It's just like, we have a shot at the one seed. That is our motivation. Like, I don't care about this team. I don't care about these players. I don't care about the rivalry. I care about yeah. the fact that if the Bengals beat the Bills, then we are still very much in the mix for the one seed. We'll be right back there. Chiefs 13 and a half point favorites uh, against the Broncos on Wait, uh, on what Sunday. was the line? What was they the game? They did not cover the, the first meeting. No, what was the line for the Rams game? Because that was the biggest line Fif- of the season. 15 and a half or 16? Because that was the biggest line all yeah. year, right? 15 and a half or 16. And now you get 13 and a half with Russell Wilson at quarterback. Yep. Mm-hmm. At Arrowhead. Like, what would you have had to... If I, There's <laughs> no way I could have convinced you before the season if I would have just said, hey, like... Because if I said the Chiefs were 13-and-a-half-point favorites, you'd have said, oh, Russell Wilson got injured. i say, no, 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 no. <laughs> Two weeks ago in the season, Chiefs are playing the Broncos, and they're 13-and-a-half-point favorites. Patrick Mahomes versus Russell Wilson. Yeah. Like, I, I could not have wild. convinced you of that. Yeah. I mean, it's been a disastrous season in, in Denver. We know the news this afternoon and this hour that Derek Carr uh, benched for the Raiders. I, do you think the, the Broncos should bench Russell Wilson? We know why the Raiders are benching Derek Carr. We think it's because they want to keep him healthy so they can move on from him in the offseason. 
that scenario is not there for Russell Wilson. He has to be the quarterback next year. But just complete reset. Like, I actually don't think it would be a t- – they're not going to. They would have so, announced it by today. Like, bench Russ for the final two games. I don't think that that's exa- – I don't think – I think there's a chance there's more to it in Vegas. I think there's like, a chance that Josh McDaniels actually thinks Jared Stidham could provide something. Yeah, and, and maybe so. I think this came from up top. I think this came from Mark Davis, the owner, where there's $44 million at stake here. If my guy gets hurt, I can't get, you know, if it's a serious enough injury, we're stuck with $44 million on the books with Derek Carr. I want to make sure he stays healthy. Uh, To me, that's an ownership call, especially for an owner that's cash-strapped. That's why he's not getting rid of Josh McDaniels either. You might be right that McDaniels likes Stidham, and I, I agree with you that he's in Las Vegas because of McDaniels. That's why Stidham signed there. I mean, that, that's that's certainly evident. But I, I, I think it came at the from the top where they want to be able to get out of this Derek Carr contract. And we should have seen this coming last year. They weren't they didn't give him this massive extension to lock him up long term. They had an out, and this is the out. It's an injury guarantee. It's Devontae is Adams it? thinking. Well, he's rich. Uh, oh, he's thinking, I'm going to go back. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to get my May back. I mean, best case scenario, if we're like, I don't want this to happen because I want them to suffer for a very long time. It's the Raiders. But like, if we're being playing GM of the Raiders for a second, okay, you move on from Derek Carr. I have a top eight pick in the draft. I draft Levis or Strat or whoever, right? Whatever the consensus in your organization becomes at that point in time. Uh, and then next year, I either start Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield for one year, and I groom Levis or whoever behind them for half the season or whatever the, whatever the, you know, whatever it looks like in training camp. They tr- trust the football personnel on that. That's what I would do. I, I don't know how you don't the package final word. some picks to make sure you can go and trade. Because if you're if you're a young quarterback, Nick, make all the jokes you want. If you're if you're CJ Stroud and somehow you ended up there, and you got Devontae Adams as the as your wide receiver, like yeah, like it's not. I mean, it's not impossible. It now, could be my, worse. My issue is Josh McDaniels. To me, he's not a coach that's going to ever develop a quarterback, and so that's a problem. It's a major problem if hey, I'm going to draft a quarterback. If I'm Jared Sidham, though, I'm thinking, hey, this guy, this guy's my guardian no, angel. Man. Nobody else giving me a shot. Yeah. So the Chiefs will get Jared Sidham in a couple weeks. Uh, poor Jared Sidham. You get to go up against the 49ers defense this weekend. Congratulations. I think that's their matchup this weekend. All right. We're back at it tomorrow from 10 to 2 right here on 610 Sports Radio. Listening to Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.